All right, I'm going to mess with everyone here. This is David Merkel of infamous UTJH, I guess, because now I'm getting told. He knew he was getting into He's a celebrity, which I didn't even know I was. I'm touched. But welcome to hooking up with me and my esteemed friend, colleague, and godfather to my child, Adam Flores. What's up, guys? How's everybody doing? <laughs> if you answer, that's awesome. And we lust you. All right, so... Let me jump in here. David and I lost a colleague um, to very, very, very unfortunate circumstances. So we're going to do a quick shot. We're drinking uh, Tito's Handmade Vodka. So instead of what you're smoking right now, it's turned into what you're drinking. And smoking. And smoking. So you want to tell us what we're smoking while I pour a little bit uh, of salt Sure, here? we are smoking Tangier's Blackberry from their Burley line. Uh, I'm going to get a drink Hmm? I'm gonna get a beer. You want a beer? Uh, you got no little ciders? Probably. Give me one of those if that's there. Sure. Uh, as you may or may not know, I'm a big hookah fan. Strictly tobacco products. I'm. I know. I'm kind of lame like that. Um, no, we never discuss it. It's a Namor hookah. I believe it's a Namor Clio. Uh, tap water. And uh, no more O's with a custom glass tip. Shout out to uh, Crown Hookah. They make plenty of really awesome made, handmade glass attachments. And the tip on this is glass. Which one of these do you want? Oh, shit. Uh, I'll try the... I've been looking to try this, actually. It's not too bad. It's... I heard you guys talk about it. Yeah. They have your Not Your Father's Cream Soda I want to try. It's, it's very gingery tasting, I will say that. Do I need... Is it twist off or... No, I need that. Oh, that's good. That's good. Well, I'm trying not to send coals on your car. To the side of you. <laughs> um, Alright, so... You take a shot first, or...? Yeah, sure. Alright, so... Um, be this guy. I'm fine. Salud. To Ruby. To Ruby. God rest your soul. Not bad. Doesn't taste anything like vodka, right? No, it's not. You get a little bit. I'm getting a little slight, but very minimal. Yeah. I'm not a big vodka. The, per, the only first the first vodka I tried um, by itself was smeared off, and that was like drinking rubbing alcohol to me. First time I had one was, I believe, uh, Grey Goose. And I was just like, ugh. And then I got batshit crazy wasted off of Grey Goose one time. So then, from that point on, I... I've hated vodka since I was like 22. Now I'm 32. And Tito's, you know, if you guys want to sponsor us, doesn't taste anything like no, any yeah. other vodka I've ever had. And honestly, I thought when the first time I saw it, I was like, Tito's? Really? That's mm -hmm. like Ted's Pancake House. I'm like, I'm like, this feels like well. I didn't know it was actually mid, I don't, I don't know where it is, mid or upper top shelf, but no, I'm this, impressed. Yeah. I, I had it for the first time, I think. A month ago, someone's like, here, try this. I'm like, I don't like vodka. They're like, please, just try it. So I tried it. I was like, very pleasantly surprised. Okay, so besides all that bullshit, let's get on with the show. Um, so on UTJH, the episode that should be airing tomorrow, Rodney and I were talking about some of the uh, movie trailers. So I don't want to rehash too much on that, but... Do you want to talk at least a little uh, bit of your opinion um, on it? Which trailer do you want to talk about? 
We talked about all of them, like all oh, of them that we didn't see. Uh, I mean, I'll start well, with Doctor Strange just because that's the you know the topic of comics. Um, again, fuck Marvel. You made me give a shit and be eagerly looking forward to a movie about a character that I could have given two rats ass about. My experience with Doctor Strange was the mid '90s Spider-Man cartoon when he had the guest slots with uh, Dormammu. And he was always talking about Madam Web and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, it was always branching into that whole So world. I was like, well, it seems cool, but... See, I, and this is my personal opinion. I don't think we're ever going to see Adam Warlock come Infinity Gauntlet. I think the mystic portion will be carried by Doctor Strange. Which I, I'm fine with. Yeah, I'm fine with, too, because... I mean, there's certain... Like, even when I read that when you lent it to me, which was... Eh, thank you again. Um, There's so many characters that... Just because I, I don't know that... I'm not vested in. I don't... For lack of better words, I don't give a shit about... But like even like they did it with uh, Civil War, I was like, "Fuck! I will watch a Black Panther movie." Yes, I mean that guy was awesome. And the cast for Black Panther looks like it's going to be absolutely amazing. I'm not. I do not like Michael B. Jordan. I don't like Michael B. Jordan, but I think that I hope I I still have Creed upstairs, and I think Creed is going to be the movie that will hopefully change my opinion because I've heard a lot of good things about that movie. Yeah, there's the thing though. Like I've never like I like I respect the Rocky movies, but I'm not a Rocky fan. I don't like boxing. I will say this. The first Rocky movie is kind of hard to watch. Only because if, if you expect it to be a boxing, boxing movie, it's not that. It's, it's a love story with boxing undertones. Yeah. It's like the movie Annapolis, right? Annapolis, you expect it to be a movie about the Navy and ends up being a boxing movie. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. That was a twist. Um... That's lo- but I'm but, anxious to see what happens with that. So Doctor Strange is looking better and better. Like I'm really blown away. And like I said, it looked like Inception meets Marvel. Marvel, and I was, and every time I feel that more and more, and the cinematography, if I'm saying choosing the right term here, yeah, is just so impressive, so seamless. And I guess they're going to use this to explain that. From I was reading, not necessarily the Marvel. TV or Netflix series, it's not interconnected like everything's in the same universe, but this will bridge bringing different reality. That's because I guess that's a big thing of the movie of the Doctor Strange movies. There's thousands of different realities, which is true of the comic universe. So <clears throat> let me say this: so Avengers, um, part four. Oh, so hit me. Which one? I uh, probably yeah. both. So Avengers three is now called Avengers 3. It's no longer Infinity War Part 1. Yeah, because Infinity War Part 2 is going to be a standalone Avengers film. But I think what they're going to do is... they're That's an untitled movie. Yes. Part of me hopes that by that point, they get some of the rights to X-Men by then, and they make it the Uncanny Avengers, and they could bring into the fold some X-Men characters. I just don't see what's the point. I mean, the, the sandbox is big enough. The profits are big enough. And yeah, you're not going to get the majority of it, but you've established you're kind of... X-Men is kind of a weird... The X-Men movies are kind of weird because they're turning a profit. They're better than the Fantastic Four, uh-huh. which I still don't... I don't want to go on this tangent. I don't get why they can't fucking put it together. It's not hard. You've got 60 years of source material to work with here. If they Stop trying to reinvent the wheel. If they would have made Fantastic Four like The Incredibles... It would have been a fun, awesome movie. Maybe not so much espionage, but you're missing that family-friendly but still fun movie. But the first Fantastic Four, in my opinion, they casted it pretty damn right. 
I think, Reed Jess, is I think some, Jessica Alba yeah. was the worst casting. And, and for as much as I wanted to see her, because I loved Jessica Alba, especially at that time, I was like, oh, okay, you know, I'll deal with it because of Jessica Alba. But the acting wasn't there. The believing that she's a scientist and all that shit, <coughs> none of that was there. None of it. Um, if they would have gotten, like, um, and, I, and I know I've mentioned her before, uh, the chick that plays Marjorie in Game of Thrones. That Natalie, oh, Natalie yeah. Dorm, Dormer. Yeah. I think if they would have picked her for it, I think that'd be perfect casting. Um, even oh, Amelia Clark, I'd have given it to her. You know, because Amelia she... Amelia Clark, refresh my memory. She's Daenerys. Oh, yeah. You know, she has... She could do the, I'm standing here and I'm, you know, I'm a powerful woman. She's already conveyed that role. Yeah. So she could pull that off. Naked. Even the trait that played um, in Ex Machina, Alicia Vikander. If they could have gotten her to play Invisible Girl or Invisible Woman, I think that would have been perfect too. She works well with CGI. You know that she's able to do that well. We'll see how she does with Tomb Raider, but I don't see her missing with a beat with that. cheap CGI too. Yeah. Well, Game of Thrones has a decent budget. Yeah. There's some you're looking at like, you, yeah. know, you touched on this. You, t- you did touch on yeah, this. Yeah, with the dragon. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, excuse me, the... um. The, like you said, the casting was good. Chris Evans as the Human Torch, fucking awesome pull- casting. And Chris Evans is such a versatile actor. I mean, the shit he's pulled off as Captain America blows me away. I never in a million years that I think he, that he was going to be able to pull off the role of commanding a team, and he does it so Did well. Did he get any of the backlash when we, they confirmed that he was going to be Captain America? Oh yeah. Did he? Oh yeah. Because see, that's what you know. Comic performs. I really didn't go on much. But I, you know, I remember like when the first pictures of Heath Ledger's the Joker, a lot of people didn't like the Glasgow smile they gave him, which I'll admit it grew on me. I yeah, still think that yes movie is no. overhyped. Oh yeah. But I think he played the Joker really well. Like my benchmark was Jack Nicholson, mm-hmm. and I do feel like he did the role credit. I still am not sold on. I I still don't think Jared Leto will do it well. I'm, I'm not a fan of this. Punk I, I think I might... Okay, the way you were about Guardians of the Galaxy, I think is how I'm going into Suicide Squad. Where yeah. it's like, okay, I'm going to sit back, impress me. The thing that's really kind of rubbed me the wrong way with Suicide Squad is it really feels like they've tried to make it their Guardians of the Galaxy. Exactly. Now with the music, the music is almost like, I'm like, it, it feels exactly the same as Guardians of the Galaxy. When fucking hooked on a feeling was used in the fucking that was awesome. Though. Oh, dude, I already watched that trailer. Like, there, I was like, fuck, I downloaded that. I was like, I'm gonna have to download the song. And then shout out to Google, put it for free. The yeah. soundtrack. I was like, oh yeah. Yeah, give me that. I want it. Take my free money. Yeah. Shout out to Google. Another reason why I like Google over Apple. All right, so let's let's talk a little bit about Suicide Squad since that movie's gonna be coming out. Yeah. This Friday, right? I think so. I think it comes out this week. Do you think we should do it like a midnight? Do you think it's worth a midnight? I don't want to do a midnight show just because I think people are going to be a little too crazy about it. And it's going to be the wrong kind of people that I want to Yeah, we've see. all been there before. Um, I'm going to wait till the reviews are out. Till the reviews of people that I care about their opinion. Because I know most of them are going to see it on midnight. See what they say. If they're like, dude, that movie really was awesome. I'll, I might be like, okay. Yeah. I'll check it out. That's where I am right now with uh, Star Trek Beyond. Yes. I've heard that it's better than the first two, and it feels like it. It feels like a lot like the good old Star Trek movies, which I'm a huge Star Trek fan. I'm always I'm a sci-fi fan. I, 
I'm not one of those Star Trek or Star Wars. I love both of them. Mm-hmm. Sci-fi is my thing. I love it. And so, that's why, uh, like, Firefly, when you, you know, when I finally got Firefly. Oh, my God. My God, I wish they'd fucking do something with that. That needs to be, Netflix, listen up. The fact that Nathan Fillion is, oh, he is, such... is joining up in the in the Marvel Universe. Well, he's already been so... in the Marvel Universe. In Guardians of the Galaxy. That's who? He played the blue alien. Check out the new meat. Oh, I'm yeah. going to slather you with the Aubrey and jelly. Well, now that he's going to play Wonder Man, I'm super excited about Oh, that. I can't wait to see him. I just <clears> hope, I hope I can still see, I, I hope it's not just like him under a pound of makeup. No, I don't think it will be. I really don't. Just I, like uh, what Simon Pegg was in um, The Force Awakens? Which was one of the best surprises. Because yeah. I was at your house and I was like, wait, wh- who the fuck was he? And then they showed him. Mm-hmm. I was like, no fucking way. And it's it's the little surprises. Daniel as Craig nerd. was a star trooper. Was that, a that I had heard about. Um, Kevin Smith doing a voice for one of the stormtroopers was actually Did he? pretty cool. Yeah. I didn't know that. They had a lot of little, um, li- oh, a lot of little voiceover work. So, all right, Suicide Squad. Well, okay, so Suicide Squad. I've talked a lot about this movie on on our show, so I don't want to keep re-talking about the movie. The more I watch stuff about it, I am getting a little bit more excited. I haven't seen the most recent trailer just because I'm done. Yeah, I don't think I have either. I'm done with trailers for that because they're showing the same things. Yeah, I want there to be more. The one, Surprise. the one thing I did like, uh, I hope I'm not, you know, I hope you don't hate me for telling you this. I guess there's that scene where they've gathered them up in the military camp and they're outfitting them. Harley Quinn pulls up a red and black jumpsuit, a nod to Harley Quinn's first debut on the Batman the Animated Series in the traditional red and black costume, which I still am not a fan of her. I didn't think I'd ever say this, but the blatant just sexualization. I'm like, really? In the movie? Yeah, I'm like, yeah. she's in a skirt and a cutoff top. I'm like, come on. Yeah. And now the comics are adapting it to use it to. I'm like, come on. That's not that's not who she was. No, she's... You don't need this. And if you do need this, then you need to think about the product you're putting out. And... It and, was like Sue Storm having the fucking barely there outfit through the late 90s. Oh, my God. Where with, she had the four cut, the cut out with four. the cleavage. <laughs> and, like, what, shorts? Yeah, I remember and seeing like, that. And, like, cut out and her fucking... Her, her stomach was showing, which I'm like... Really was was readership that bad that we had to do this? I oh. mean, the '90s had a lot. I mean, the '90s was pretty much a prime example of. You want to think, okay, as a superhero, do you want to like? Would you dress like that? Yeah, that's why I'm always because what Power Woman shit because of the boob window they yeah. call it. Yeah, but it's, but it to me, some, I'm like it was something made for prepubescent boys. Yeah, but I'm also like she's a woman. She's a very strong, powerful, and attractive woman. Think of women that are comfortable with their bodies and proud of their bodies. They sh- they don't show them off. I mean, they show them off. But I'm not saying show everything to everyone. It's it's a lot like the um, the Japanese video games. Oh, They're yeah. They're like, oh, she's a warrior with no fucking body armor. <laughs> yeah. Like Wonder Woman. You, I mean, you can make the same argument for that. Like, really I have... having the upper thighs just open... And I do like the traditional Wonder Woman, but there was one they had, I I don't, I feel like it was in the mid-2000s, where she was wearing, like, a corset-style top, black pants, like, mm-hmm. tight pants, but I mean, still showed off her form. But I'm like, this kind of makes a little more sense to she me. She looks more like a fucking superhero. I mean, she is, Wonder Woman 
impervious to damage? I mean, I know she can deflect bullets with her gauntlet, her wrist gauntlets. She's still impervious to some damage. She she has some level of invulnerability. I don't think she has any particular weakness. Okay, because I know she's made out of, what, clay? Yeah. So I'm like, alright, she loses an arm, can it... I mean, I don't think Wonder Woman's ever lost an arm, first off. But she's not like, Aquaman. Ugh. Which, that was kind of a standout. That was about the only part of the... Oh, we'll go to the Justice League trailer after this. Well, okay, so... Suicide Squad... On a scale of... I'm not very excited to... I'm fully in... When it comes out, I... I almost can't wait to see it. Where do you stand on there? They have my attention. I'll give you that. They've developed it to the... Like, I liked the first trailer. Um, I liked the quiet, kind of somber, sinister music. I was like, this... You know, when the when Batman vs. Superman came out, it was so fucking dark. Which I was like, this is. This is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Which, if you're going to go... I mean, Batman vs. Superman was a dark, dystopian future comic. And that's where I... That was still my grievance. You took a niche comic and tried to shoehorn into what's going to be your cinematic universe. Yeah. You can't... I, I feel comfortable saying you can't do it. And I think your product you put out and its reception illustrated the fact that you can't. I think they you could have done to, a one shot. They should have waited. You could have made it a standalone movie outside of the main universe. You could have had an aged Henry Cavill mm-hmm. be that aged Superman. Yeah, and they, that should have been maybe like the last movie of the series. I don't even. Th- you could have just done it off on the side. Because at least in the comic, just book, like they do their animated movies. In, in the comic book, they have this history when they fight. It's not like, who are you? Oh, I'm Superman. Who are you? I'm Batman. Why like, do you no. say that name? By this point, they've had years of experience. They don't want to fight each other, but it's gotten to that point. Like they've been pushed towards. Yeah, because Superman's point. still working with the government to rebuild and reestablish the country, and Batman's like, "Yeah, you can try to do it all you want, but I've been doing that here." Yeah, like you know, you while, may not agree with my means, all, but yeah, while you're playing, you know, uh, Mister Government, I've been actually still fighting crime, and I'm you know, still down in the streets, which. I can respect, because everyone wants to have peace and wants to have safe neighborhoods. But no one wants to get their hands dirty and do the necessary work. Yep. So, okay, so leading from that to the Justice League. Like I said, I don't want to rehash too much of these trailers, because we've seen them all. To me, Aquaman was a standout of the trailer. I was like, holy fuck. I was really... I I make jokes about um, Aquaman with everyone else. But I was like, honestly, he was probably the best part about those. Like, holy fuck! I still say that nobody. And he is a big motherfucker. Nobody except Jason for Momoa is a big motherfucker. Yeah, huge. But nobody in that series, in the trailer that I've seen so far, nobody um, really conveys their personality as they are in the comic books. Besides Wonder Woman. Uh, I thought Wonder Woman. She did steal. She was, and I'm Wonder Woman's movie. I'm like this. I can pretty much tell, is probably gonna be a good flick. Yeah. May not be stellar. I because I don't know enough of the Wonder Woman lore and mythology to say it's gonna be stellar, but I feel like from what I've seen and Chris Pine's character, what I've seen of him, I'm like, you guys did your homework, it appears, from my limited just a comic book fan standpoint that knows of the character. It's the Captain America first Avenger of the DC universe. It, yes, that is a great that is a very great analogy for that. I, I think Rodney was saying that last time. Um for me, it was very much, uh, it was cool to see her. 
I still say the best Wonder Woman story arc was Hikatea. I don't know if you. Ever, I don't know. I'll let you borrow it. It's. It's, you get more of the mythos. Mm. It ties more into, um, the mythology that she was brought up in, like the Greek mythology and stuff like that. So you, you get a little bit of that with the, with the um. The three witches and stuff like that. The mm. blind three witches and. The fates. Yeah, yeah the but fates? but they're called something else in okay. in uh, Greek mythology. Because Greek mythology and Roman mythology mirror one another. It's the exact same shit, just different. Names. I thought in Greek they are the fates. It, Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I think I think she kind of bounces between Greek and Roman mythology. Just there's, there's a, a lot of similarities. Point. As much as Thor is all Norse mythology. Yeah, because what he's Ramu. Yeah. Which Final Fantasy uses. So. <clears throat> all in all, one way or another, I agree with Nelson that we are living in the golden age of fucking superhero shit. Yeah, that's the other thing, though, is I think Marvel has a little bit spoiled us because they've just... I can't name a bad Marvel movie. If you consider one of the Hulks... Which, well, the Angley Hulk doesn't count. That was the first one, right? No, Incredible Hulk was... Yeah, Angley was the... Incredible Hulk. Was just Hulk. Hulk. That Hulk. was the Eric Bana... Fighting Nick Nolte yeah. as his father. That has nothing to do with the Marvel Universe. Yeah, that was... That was Marvel it. saying, we fucked up, just like with Daredevil. Let us try and appease you again. Daredevil was Marvel, though? I thought that was still, in, like, that Universal. Was still, that was still Fox. That was Fox, too? Ooh, Universal God, owned the rights to Hulk, which they still own the rights. Um, which, with Universal, I don't see them putting out stellar movies. They need to get on board. Well, they still don't want to relinquish all the rights to Hulk yet. Like they're still not making a standalone. They need Hulk to get movie. the. They need to get what Sony did. But who, really? Uh, aside from Spider Man <clears throat> in um, Civil War Two, <clears throat> uh, the Hulk is the person that everyone kind of waits to see in Avengers One and Two. Yeah. I don't care what anybody says. Hulk stole the show in Avengers One, and in Avengers Two. You were still kind of excited to see him. Oh yeah, but um, <clears throat> um, my gripes about Justice League. Flash. His costume looks like garbage. I'm sorry. You're you're the whole thing about Flash is he has to wear the suit because traditional clothes shoes will not stand up to him running that fast. They degrade friction. How do you have chunky parts of body armor, a la the Injustice style armor? <clears throat> And expect that shit not to rip off. Like, I think Grant Gustin on the, uh, on the CW yeah. Flash, his costumes much makes much more sense. And um, the actor not sold on him. Bruce Wayne is far too quippy. That I, like I mentioned the last one. I, I, <clears throat> you I'm sorry you for mentioned rehashing. this is a deadlift of yours. He's too quippy. It, it's too much Civil War. Tony Stark meets Spider Man. Yeah. It's that whole scene ripped off. And I was talking to my friend Smith about it, and he's a comic book head as well. And he was saying that between the two, it makes more sense for Batman to just appear in somebody's house more than Tony Stark being in the middle of Queens, a yeah. billionaire trying to, you know, just showing up in somebody's house. I like, give it would have made more sense for Batman to crash, like, Ezra Miller as Flash doing something. Yeah. Or maybe experimenting with his own speed. Yeah. I mean, it was cool to see. Don't get me wrong. It was cool <clears throat> when he throws the battering and, you know, it's he sees that it's he, Batman. Walk, and Black but Boy. that felt like a lift of Quicksilver to me. Part, I mean, it, there's only so many ways you can and convey show, speed. Super speed. Yeah. Oh, shit. My bad. And that is why I'm glad we have that. Um, 
Alright, so don't draw go, off it. Going back to Doctor Strange, let me jump back to that. I really think that this is the way Marvel um did the whole we're gonna show you a universe with Guardians of the Galaxy. This is them branching out to the mystical side of things with Doctor Strange and um they're gonna try to corner the market in as many different ways as they can. You got kind of like the medieval side with the Thor stuff and um the uh the knights and the honor and all that stuff. You got all that with Thor. You got the you could pull some of the war people in with Captain America. You could pull in the regular superhero stuff with the Avengers. <clears throat> now you got the space stuff with Guardians of the Galaxy. You got the funny stuff with Ant-Man. And now you're getting the mystical stuff with Doctor Strange. See, to me, uh, Paul Rudd's Ant-Man character was, to me, worked a lot better with the other characters. Like, maybe because, I don't know, it felt like they, they were really constrained in Ant-Man. Um, his banter with uh, Falcon was entertaining. Um, I'm looking forward to the Wasp being in there, and hopefully there'll be more of the Marvel Universe in there. But yeah. to me, that's still the... not, And I'm only using it as the term is appropriate. It's the weakest link to me. But it's not weak, it's just... It's it's like... The one it, that I'd give the less, least... I have not... I own it. I have not watched this. I enjoyed it when I watched it. I have not put it back in. It is the Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skull, as far as I'm concerned. Is it a bad movie? No. No. But when you compare it to the rest of the Indiana Jones trilogy, it's the weakest one. Yeah. I mean, but growing up, Temple of Doom was the weakest one. See, so I never thought that way. Ball. Well, I mean... I get what you're saying, but... If, if you watch Raiders of the Lost Ark, you watch Last Crusade, Indiana Jones and Temple of Doom is the weak link out of that group. Now Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skull comes in, and all of a sudden it's like, okay, I can almost take them falling off a cliff in a raft. I'll believe that more than I do Shia LaBeouf swinging, swinging around with fucking monkeys. Because yeah. th that was rough to watch. I was like, oh no, what are you guys doing? That's to me, was poor casting. They, I would have rather them go... I don't jo even think it was that. Joseph Gordon-Levitt. That wouldn't have been bad, but... Um, I don't get what they were shooting for. I mean... I think they wanted it was there like, to be a point where it was like they just wanted take the reins. Yeah, but they should have known... No one's going to watch an Indiana Jones movie with Shia LaBeouf being Indiana Jones. Well, this was pre-crazy Shia LaBeouf. Was it? Yeah. It was the beginning of him being crazy, See, but it wasn't. See, like, even, like... Because that's when he started bad-mouthing Transformers. But see, he was always, like, spastic in Transformers. I feel like he really got himself typecasted. He was just spastic and never had his shit together. But I'm glad he wasn't that as... Indiana Jones as a kid. Yeah, but he was the quote the badass. Yeah. The rebel. I mean, he was the greaser kid. Yeah. I mean, it, you had to evolve with the times. Um, <clears throat> but does Indiana Jones have to? Because Indiana Jones is set in a specific specific time frame. But you had to kind of move, like okay, so Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark took place in the forties. Indiana Jones and Temple of Doom was supposed to be a prequel to that. Oh really? Yeah. I didn't know so that. So it's just a little bit ahead of it. <clears throat> and then Last Crusade is towards the end of the Nazi era. So after that, there's no place to go but the 50s and yeah. the beginning of the 60s, which is, you know, the Red Scare. You have to worry about Russians now. Yeah, okay. So you had to kind of fit that in. So him being a greaser in that point kind of fits that timeline because obviously you have to prove that Indy aged 
you know, you can't still have him in 1945 and now all of a sudden he's an old man. Yeah. So you have to kind of progress the story <laughs> in that sense. Of course, we're looking at you. Yeah. But <clears throat> moving on from that, um, you mentioned the Amazing Spider or the Spider-Man TV series. Yeah, cartoon. I'm not a Spider-Man fan. But I never missed a single episode oh, of that. that. That was awesome. And then when they started incorporating, you had War Machine show up. You had Tony Stark, Iron Man show up. You had the X-Men crossover. Yes. And which, by the at the same time, is when you had the Fantastic Four cartoon mm-hmm. and the Iron Man cartoon, which still is one of my favorite theme songs. Mm-hmm. When he's pounding out the armor. That was one of your ringtones for a yeah. while. Yeah. And it's it's one of those <clears throat> things where we 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 talk a lot on this show on hooking up about the nostalgia and we're big on nostalgia here. yeah this is a straight comic book slash entertainment the things we liked in my opinion so our fond memories and also even not so fond memories things we read through the 90s or growing up that were like wow this is where you went so we talked a little bit about movies from back in the day we talked about comic books from back in the day in the last episode i want to talk a little bit about tv shows from when we were kids growing up um and video games because when we were growing up the video game culture for comic books was really prevalent were they good games automatically no No. most of them were terrible so let's talk a little bit about the video games from the 90s so you had one of the greatest video games of all time to me in terms of fun factor not keeping close with the comic book necessarily is the six-person X-Men arcade oh, cabinet. Dual screen? Yep. Oh, God, that was awesome. Well, even Dazzler, I think, was one of them, right? So, I want to talk... So, the cast was Cyclops, Wolverine, Colossus, Nightcrawler, Dazzler, and Storm. Right? I thought Gambit was in on that. Gambit yeah. was not in there yeah, yet. You're right, okay. I don't even think Gambit was a character yet in the Marvel Universe. Yeah, I don't think Gambit came in until um, uh, X-Men Arcade Revenge. Man, was he? Yeah. Yeah, it was a power-up you could hit, and when you pressed a certain button, it would trigger, and he'd jump on screen, and I think he did, like, a bicycle kick to the nearest, and then threw a set of cards that charged. So, to you, what was the best superhero video game you've ever played? I've ever played? Yeah. Bar none is the best superhero video game. It's the most fun to play. Not necessarily the most accurate, but the one that you're just like, I want to see some superhero shit. Let me throw this in. Uh, for me, it was uh, Maximum Carnage. Uh, followed closely by Spider-Man Venom Separation Anxiety. The Batman video game for the Nintendo, I thought was a beautiful game. Which one? There was like tons. The, the very first one. Where, like, he was purple on the screen, basically. But, oh, okay. Like, you know, you could cycle through the different weapons and batterings that he would use. There was actually a Spider-Man game that was an arcade game. That yes. Batman was a villain. Really? That? I didn't know. It wasn't Batman, but it was it was Batman. They wound up getting a lot of heat because the Japanese company that made it just took a bunch of superheroes. It was more than, more than just Batman. Really? Yeah. I don't remember that. For me, the best... <coughs> excuse me. The best comic book video game as far as I'm concerned and you can say what you will about whether or not it's a video uh, comic book video game was Marvel vs. Capcom 2 because it blended the two worlds that I fucking loved growing up because Street Fighter 2 Tournament Edition was the end all be all fighting series 
yes, Mortal Kombat came out and it was the shit that had blood, but it wasn't necessarily fun to me. Yeah. Street Fighter to me was fun. It's Mortal Kombat was like grinding. Yeah. And I fucking when Marvel's Capcom One came out, I was like, this is the shit. When Marvel Superheroes the game came out, I'm like, fucking yes, I get to finally fight Hulk versus Spider Man and it was Marvel Ultimate Alliance. Marvel Ultimate Alliance, which, which is getting re released. Yes. Yes, Nelson and I were talking about that. Um, so the PlayStation Network is re-releasing Marvel Ultimate Alliance. I think it's one and two. I think it's yes. a bundle. Yes. So it's really exciting to, to see these games being remapped, revamped for us. Um, Rodney and I were talking a little bit about the nostalgia factor that Marvel kind of holds the corner, or I'm sorry, Nintendo holds the corner on. PlayStation is trying to capitalize that in a different way. But PlayStation had uh, the um, one Spider-Man game, which is always on list of best superhero video games. I never played it, which is ironic when I'm a huge Spider-Man fan. The the Spider-Man Two video game for play, I believe it was PlayStation Two, okay. based off the movie, is one of the funnest games. I think it was the first open-world Marvel game um, that ever came out. So going back to when we were kids, so we had the Spider-Man video game on, was that Genesis? Yes. Um, Super Nintendo. They also had the Hulk um, video game, which you ran around as Bruce Banner. He gets shot one time. He turns into the Hulk. Loved that fucking game. You got to fight Absorbing Man. You got to fight the Abomination. Main leader was, or main villain was the leader. Loved that fucking game. To this day, if they were to re-release that game, I'd better buy it. Is it a perfectly sound game? No fucking way. But it's entertaining. But it's so entertaining to play. And Hulk games are so hard in terms of execution. Yeah, because his... Bruce Banner, I mean, there's only so much limited shit you can do. You'd almost have to... To make it translate really well, you'd almost have to make him in the, like be picked up as like somehow an agent for Shield, have access to guns for lack of better words, to give an action element to Bruce Banner. Yeah. Otherwise, all you want to do is play as Hulk. Which is gonna happen anyway. Yeah. I don't care. You could give Bruce Banner all the fucking guns in the world. Yeah. You. Can... Nobody's gonna want to be Bruce Banner. No. I'm. I consider myself the Bruce Banner side of Hulk because glasses, thin dude, doesn't get irate very easily. But when I do get mad. I fucking rage out. And if I could turn into the Hulk every single time, I fucking would. Um, Make work easier. Then they had like the Hulk, the Pantheon Saga, which I bought because I love the Pantheon Saga in the comic book. But the video game was god fucking awful. What system was it on? I believe PlayStation 1. Really? I don't even remember this game. Um, there was the X-Men video game in for Genesis mm-hmm. that was really cool where you could... Select different characters. Mm-hmm. There's a secret code where you could go to whatever level you wanted by mm-hmm. punching the little black thing. That was a fun fucking game. And, you know, you could call up different superheroes to help you out. That one led to the uh, X-Men 2 game that you were talking about. Arcade that was, that was a fucking That was a lot of fun to play Did that Did they have shit. one with the Phalanx? I can't remember. It's, I mean, it's, they, were, they, were, they just churned them out in the 90s. Oh, yeah. And LJN fucking... Corner of the market on that shit. But there were plenty of bad games. Superman 64. Which was... To the to this day... There's, That's up there with E.T. It's for Atari. E- yeah, E.T. and Superman 64. The most unplayable 
two fucking games yeah. that were ever made as far as I'm concerned. Um, next to, like, you know, Hong Kong 97 and Big Rigs, which the Angry Video Game <clears> Nerd <throat> talks about those two games, and they're just absolutely horrible. Um, so it's just, it's, it's cool to see the evolution, but even now it's PlayStation 4, and I can't think of a more fun game recently that has that incorporates um marvel studios or um, marvel characters or dc characters quite as well i mean you have the batman the arkham series yeah which is a lot of fun i know you like playing those a lot oh yeah to me they get redundant fast which is a problem but i mean when you have an open world setting you're gonna run into that it happens with, with uh grand theft auto what happens with fucking dying light call of duty call of duty Assassin's Creed, it happens with all that shit. Yeah. You're gonna run into redundancy only because there's only so much that a person can do on a huge map. Um what else did besides Arkham the Arkham series, what else has come out in the newer generations that have to do with superheroes? Oh the Legos. The Legos of course, of course. Awesome fun games. Um They've been really a lot more restrictive. I mean, I there were several Iron Man games relating to the movies on PS3, I remember. But all of them were pretty much fair to say... I don't sucked. say crap, but yeah. yeah, for lack of better words, they were. Thor sucked, I heard. I never played the Iron Man ones because through the 90s there were so many bad movies to game connections. Like, Batman Forever comes to mind. Um, that it was just like you almost knew... No matter how much you like the certain movie, the game of equivalent of it or game tie-in was going to be bad. Here's a, here's something that. So the Green Lantern movie is bashed across the board. You and I can watch that movie and enjoy it for what it is because it it, it touches on certain things that only Green Lantern fans really care about. Yeah. Um, but the Green Lantern game. For what it is, you had all this fucking potential. You talking Rise of the Manhunters? Yes. Okay. For all the potential that that game had, all the different power ups you can have, you know, for different, um, different uses of the ring, um, different I, different projectiles that you can have, it that, was awful. That's how I feel about Injustice. Like I got that free because it was a PlayStation Plus game, so I got it for free. But playing as Green Lantern, it's like he's got a machine gun. Or, I'm sorry, a Gatling gun, a couple missiles that you would find under the wings of a plane, which obviously Hal Jordan's a pilot, I get it. But I'm like, all the shit he can make, and I just, I almost feel like they should just create like a random generator. If you did it for a ring melee attack, you could have had a mace, a hammer, um, you could have done the big stupid hand that was popular in the, like, the set, the boxing glove even. And and here's what I say they need to do, and it sounds... I, I guarantee you that DC and, and Marvel don't want to go this route because of how far the generation systems have come. There's nothing wrong to me with having a side a 2D side-scroller when okay. it comes to these games. Because some of these guys, they need that linear style. Like Green Lantern would have been awesome. If it was a linear thing, you could have a bunch of different weapons. You don't have to worry about facing in a certain direction because that's where you, that's where you run into problems. When you have it that over-the-shoulder third-person view, yeah. it's too hard to run around. And if you have a guy running right towards you, <coughs> if you turn to the right, 
too much and you go to punch, you might miss the guy completely. You need almost a side scroller type of thing. Make it like render it to look beautiful but still just have that linear style about it. Yeah. So it's just it's rough to see that kind of thing because you you want these games to do well because you want them to make more, but they just won't do it because And that's the games go bad. That's how I am with the new Ghostbusters movie. Hmm. Um, I knew it was not probably going to be my thing. I still have not seen it. Um, I'm happy it's evidently doing at least good. I'll say it's used, I'll use the term good. Um, because I want Ghostbusters to be a big thing. I so always That's one of my favorite properties of anything across the board. I played the Nintendo, the Ape Nintendo Ghostbusters uh, game. I'm pretty sure I played the Ghostbusters 2 version. Mm-hmm. Um, I have Ghostbusters on play PS3, and I've replayed that game probably over ten times easy. I have it on Wii, and it ends up being... Oh, no, you have the cartoony version. No. Yeah, it's not good. And like, Didn't I lend you? Yeah, yeah, and it, that, it's a great game. That great was game. the script. That was what, the, what they wanted Ghostbusters 3 to be. And when you played the Wii version, like, I thought it was going to be similar, and I'm like, oh, you get to use the Wii wand, and that would be your... Proton the gun. Proton the gun. proton wand. And I'm like, you guys, how do you fuck this up? Yeah. There's another one. It's so easy to not fuck this up. Use the back trigger when you want to turn on the fucking proton pack and just shoot the fucking... And you have that little speaker. You you can even have the power-up sound. Yeah. 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 If you were to do that, it would have been a fucking perfect game. And the Wii could have excelled with shit like that. And it just fell apart because... For the, the programming was horrible. For, for the it. real version of it, you had to have Xbox or PS3. It's a damn shame. Um, I mean, I will honestly always try to keep a working PS3 for that game alone. Wow. Uh, I enjoyed it that much. Okay, so you're also a Godzilla guy. Yeah. Do you remember Godzilla um, King of Monsters on Destroy Nintendo? All Monsters? Or Destroy All Monsters for, for Nintendo? GameCube? The yeah. Dun, um, yeah, I had that. That was fun. Well, I had it for Nintendo, for the first Nintendo. It was just, like, it looks like a chessboard. Oh, I know the one you're referring to. Yeah, okay. And you just, like, you know, you, you blip around to different squares, and then the enemy comes up. Do you want to fight this enemy? Yes, he's right fucking in front of me. I want to pick him. And it, it got really glitchy with that. But you got to play as Godzilla fighting another monster, and that's really all you wanted. You know, you can use his atomic breath when you wanted to. You got all the all the classic villains like uh, uh, Ghidorah and Mothra. You got to play Mecha as Godzilla. Mecha Godzilla was there. <clears throat> the execution again was bad. Yeah. And they've had so many Godzilla <clears throat> games, and just up until recently, when you're actually able to just it's a fighting game. Yeah. Like they've relegated to fine. You're you could be whatever character fighting and whatever other character. That's that's all you need to do. That's all really Godzilla is. You can't make. You don't need the story make about the, Jap- about the Japanese fighting them. Nobody wants to be. Nobody wants to be uh, humans fighting Godzilla. No. You want to be fucking Godzilla. Godzilla. So make that what it is, and they finally got that right. Um, when you're just fighting, you're just fighting other monsters. I think they actually had Ultraman in in one of the games as well. Yeah, I believe so. It's like that's it's one of those. Come on. Just do it, like, and they they finally did. It's almost like their pride was stopping them. Um, so, going back to fighting games now, 
the DC versus Mortal Kombat. That has to be one of the worst games I've ever played. I never played it, only because I was like, this is for the sake of being. You have no real reason. How is gonna fucking uh, Joker going to take on some Raiden? How is anyone going to take on Superman? <clears throat> it's just... It's one of those things... If So DC isn't the bloody franchise. No. Marvel wouldn't be a good fit as a bloody franchise. And Marvel's already fighting Street Fighter, so you, you, know, you kind of leave that to the wayside. Yeah. If they would have had Image characters fighting or Mortal Horse. Kombat characters or Dark Horse... That would have been fucking awesome. Can you imagine Spawn fighting against Scorpion? Or <clears> Savage <throat> Dragon fighting against um, Striker? Or the Max. Or the Max fighting against, you know, Goro. You know, you, you have all these opportunities to have these <clears> great... <throat> you could have some of the characters from Wildcats facing out like... Uh, oh, fuck, I can't remember the guy with the long uh, finger blades. Yeah. With the with the green ponytail. Have him fight Baraka. You know, it's it's more balanced. And it's a bloody franchise meets a bloody franchise, and they could have fucking gone apeshit. And you could have revamped um, the entire Image series. Yeah. You know, you could have given people a, a more gung-ho feel about Spawn again. Yeah. And from that point, you could have made another movie. You could have brought that back That was a movie I think is ragged on needlessly. I thought that first movie was entertaining. <clears throat> I owed that movie. I fucking... I, still I owned it on movie. VHS. I still need to pick it up. I don't even know if it's on Blu-ray. I don't know if it's on Blu-ray. I have it on on DVD, <clears throat> but it's it's still the the performances in that I thought were great. Michael J. White, he wasn't carrying his own as an actor yet, but he played the role well. Yeah. John Leguizamo. Oh, I don't God. think anybody has a fucking problem with John Leguizamo playing no. clown slash slash violator. Melabolgia looked like shit, but what are you gonna do? That was CGI. At the the time. C- yeah, the CGI wasn't there yet. I would love to see them redo that entire franchise. They could they could redo the exact same movie. Hell, they could keep most of the cast, and would have it would have been fucking <clears throat> awesome. Yeah. If you have Redeemer in there, it would have been cool as well. Um, but again, they missed their mark on something that was very, very fucking obvious to do. But it looked good for what it was back then. Yeah. Same thing with Blade 1. The yeah. first Blade, great fucking movie. I enjoyed all the Blade movies. Even yeah. when the little excess of humor in the Blade Trinity. But I've always been a Ryan Reynolds fan. Same. And it's good to see him finally getting the acclaim that he deserves with Deadpool. Yeah. Which I'm very anxious to see how they branch that in. Um, Now everybody wants a little taste of Deadpool. Fucking Fox is like, oh, bring him into the Marvel Universe. Marvel's like, bring him into the Marvel Universe. Or, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Fox said bring him into the X-Men Universe. So, it's it's just kind of hard to find that middle ground for some of these characters because Deadpool really only works so well in a Deadpool world yeah and unless you're ready to make X-Men movies rated R and Marvel movies rated R you need that cursing aspect you need the over the top violence thing to match who Deadpool is like I think you could do almost a buddy cop style movie with Wolverine as much as I think Wolverine's overplayed him and Deadpool I mean, I would have watched an entire movie with him and <clears throat> Colossus as buddy cops. Oh, yeah. Because they, they already have that dichotomy, which is what I hope they do with Cable. Yeah. You know, have Cable be the <clears throat> non-cursing, very serious. Hey. we got to stop, you know, this guy. I came back in time to stop this guy. And Deadpool's like, all right, we'll get there, you know. And 
have the two of them fight as often as they're trying to fight a villain. Yeah. And it'll be perfect if they do it that way, you know. You could even have them play the Axel Foley song from Beverly Hills Cop every once in a while when Deadpool shows up and it'll be fucking awesome. Um, yeah. Anything that you want to talk about? Fuck, it's your show. I feel like I'm... It's, not our, it's not my show. Um, <clears throat> I could touch on, you know, I'm looking forward to, you know, Star Trek Beyond again. Um, I think I might go see that over the next two days because, you know, it's my weekend. Um, I'm just really enjoying where we're at right now in terms of comic culture being translated to video games now, where video games are currently. How uh, you know? I remember the first time I heard a swear in a video game. It was Blue Stinger for Dreamcast. Hmm. And the character goes, "God damn, son of a bitch!" And I was like, "Oh, okay, it's not what you'd really say in this kind of situation. Not just, oh crap." Or, oh no, you can't be serious. <clears throat> I can't remember the first time I really heard cursing in a video game. No, because I remember it stuck with me because I, a I didn't have a Dreamcast, my buddy did. And I was just like, wow. I think it was uh, Blue Stinger was actually the game it was. Um, I was wa- uh, reading a list of worse uh, costumes for characters. Okay. Uh, you're probably going to be sad. Uh, Red X Coloss- uh, Cyclops was on the list. I could see that, though. The giant <clears throat> X instead of the visor, instead of the Ruby Quartz visor. Oh, uh, that I one? just this yeah, but this just remembered uh, reminded me. Um, I guess Marvel's doing a quasi reboot this fall again-ish in the comics. Oh I know Venom is going to be a new have a new host, which I personally hope is just give it back to Eddie Brock. <clears throat> I really think that they let go of the Ultimate franchise too early because you guys had everything you needed. To kind of let go of the uh, current continuity and keep the Ultimate franchise be the new continuity of things and it work. But they they really let it go. I mean, you had the Eddie Brock Venom. He wasn't the weightlifting Eddie Brock. He was another scientist kid. More likened to uh, Topher Grace's portrayal. Topher Grace's portrayal. In terms of but, body size. Yeah, but it was still there. Like, you still had Eddie Brock <clears throat> being the psychopath that hated yeah, but I didn't really care for the whole... This, you know, the Carnage suit made a little more sense. Them using a sample of it to try to create something that would cure cancer, I believe. Yeah. But, I don't know. Venom, probably just because I'm... He's one of my... He's probably my number one favorite character. And I just... I don't like him being fucked with. I'm sure you feel the same way with the needless killing... Spoiler alert of Bruce Banner in the current... What, Civil War Two. It hurts me so much. And Every I, fucking time. I'm just like, to me, I'm like, you guys should even be able to sit there and look at this and be like, you know, this is a shameless cash grab. Yeah. We're trying to shock, and no one falls for the death of a superhero being a shock anymore. Well, him being shot in the face and in the chest, that's going to be hard to bring him back. Like, I'm trying to think of different theories as to how they could do it besides reviving the Hulk. Um, could, the oh. air, could the arrow have been laced with something that suppressed the gamma and put him into more of a comatose state? Well, what I heard, apparently um, Bruce Banner is the one that created the arrow 
But just because he created doesn't mean Tony Stark didn't get his hands, or someone didn't get their hands on him and change it. The government's been wanting to get their hands on him. Oh, so we were talking the other day, it's something that I wanted to bring up. Um, So, obviously we don't have any creative processes in these comics, but I was mentioning to Dave that there are things that I wish that they would have done in the Marvel Universe once upon a time. And I brought up Wolverine in in that, yes, we both think that he's an overused character. I'll say that to my fucking grave. But I think that Marvel's always missed an opportunity with him to every oh, yes. every 10 years. I think it would have been cool if they would have wiped his memory clean. Yeah. Um, because that was the whole theory behind the Weapon X project. He underwent this tr- overly traumatic event. So his brain cells healed over or try to, um, I guess... Regrow over, form new neural pathways. Yeah, so that he would forego remembering the traumatic event, which is awesome. And I think if they would have done that when, like, the adamantium got pulled from his body, I think that would have been a perfect time to wipe this guy's memory clean. And every, you know... Instead when they took his nose away and made him more of an animal... Like every ten years, you had the you had the opportunity to wipe Wolverine's slate clean, and have the X Men try to wrangle this this guy back in. And every time he might be a new personality, yeah, determining on the memories that he has, because he might only remember the good times. So now he's not the rebel guy. Um, his memory might be slipped, wiped clean, but he remembers a little bit about the uh, the side of him that was a soldier. So. He could have been, you know, more the second in command for the X-Men and, and actually listen to what Cyclops was saying. And be a team player. And be a team player and, you know, wear the X-Men suit and, you know, be a proud member of the X-Men because that's who his personality met, yeah. matched. Um, is there anything <clears throat> like that that you could, if you had the opportunity, Marvel's like, we want you to redo, not redo a character, but take over a character, you have... Full creative control. What is something that you would change? Oh boy, um, give me a minute to stew on that. But in terms of, I feel like they sometimes lay off the gas too soon. Uh, an example I'll use is Wolverine when he was recruited to be uh, the Horseman of Death. Now that should be a somewhat maybe depending on what I haven't read that story in a long, long time, so I can't remember. All right, he's the Horseman of Death. To me, to my knowledge, removing the programming that Apocalypse imposes on one when he converts them is not an overnight thing. So you could have had him explore these, you know, let him keep the abilities of the Horseman of Death for a little bit. You yeah. know, um, Gambit, when Gambit became the Horseman of Death, mm-hmm. you know, like let him... With, uh, with Archangel, for a while he was evil. Yes, or and then he never was... He was an angel, but at least he was brooding. He's like, you know, he didn't like what he had become. Yeah. You know, go with that. I remember in um, Onslaught, there's a scene where Onslaught takes over, just to show how powerful he is, he takes over Iceman. And, like, easily doubles his size to Juggernaut style. Mm -hmm. Juggernaut size, having big icicles coming off his shoulders. And making him look arguably like a bad motherfucker that could do some damage. Not the homosexual that he is now. 
I don't literally. Yeah, literally, but I don't even that to me. I was like that. You guys did this as a shameless fucking PC move. Well, okay, so Beast underwent has undergone what four transformations thus far. But the opposite to Beast was the Dark Beast, which I think was a character that was supremely well used, but also. Once he came back to the main Marvel Universe, from the Age of Apocalypse Universe, he could have been used... I like how he was just embedded in the X-Men. They didn't know. I think Wolverine made a comment like, you don't smell right. Mm-hmm. And I feel like you, had the op- you have the opportunity to, to do that with all the X-Men characters. Mm-hmm. Where their mutation evolves. And you have a way of doing it so nobody's the same after a certain amount of time. Yeah, I mean, like, a good example of this is Jubilee. Yes. Oh, my God. She's been a vampire. She's used Exo Armor when, I think, after House of M, when she lost her powers. And I'm just like, you guys are just throwing it at the wall and seeing if it sticks. Come on. Maybe sideline the character for a while. Go back to the drawing board. Like, that's the one thing I do like about Iceman. I mean, he started off almost as a snowman. Mm -hmm. Like, he wasn't throwing um icicle icicles like in the first few issues it it was legit like snow so i don't know why they were just like okay we're gonna keep him as a snowman or or um we're gonna i don't know what made them change it but then he became you know straight up ice man which was cool and then as you mentioned he became the more you know stalactite version of Iceman where, you know, he was much more hardcore looking. And he could have progressed it. So, you know, he got bigger and bigger and it's almost like he can't control his size anymore. Yeah. He could have <clears throat> transitioned into the new version of Avalanche. You know, just call sure. him that. Or, um, or like Snowstorm or something like that. And you could really start affecting the air around him. Yeah. And you can make these characters evolve, especially the, the core members of, of the X-Men because it's almost like... Professor X got into their brains and was like, you know, you have the potential to be much more than you are. So, let go. Be who that is. When Cyclops says, you know, if, if I were to lose all control, would the blasts only come out of my eyes? That was awesome. I'm like, cool, he's going to fucking lose it and <clears throat> he's going to come out his fingertips or something. And they never fucking no, went with that. No, no. And that's like... I thought they could have done more with him and his relation with Havoc. Yes. You know, um, I always personally liked, I think it was during the X-Men cartoons, so Havoc was a large character. He had, like, a power lifter physique, not the slender build. Um, He seemed more Cyclops willing to get his hands dirty, because at that time he was very much a Captain America-esque figure. Yes. Um, but Havoc was more the black ops, this is our mission, we need to, you know, get success in this. That was the beauty of X-Force, yeah. Yes. And I really felt like they didn't, they allowed, like, X-Force to be second fiddle. And even later incarnation when Wolverine joined and he had, what, the gray and black costume? Yeah. There was so much potential there. Hell, even with, um... With Havoc alone, you know, like, he could, he could really, you know, start losing control of his powers and, you know, be a Havoc mm-hmm. to deal with. Fuck Rogue, you know, 
Her her powers could evolve to the point where she doesn't have to touch people. Like, you know, if she's in close proximity, she just absorbs powers around her. That burned me with the X Men. That's probably my biggest gripe with the X Men movies. Yes. Um, I give me Af- Rogue after absorbing Miss Marvel's powers. Yes. The super strength, the flying. I feel like that was the the quasi romantic undertone with the young girl with doughy eyes because for Wolverine because that's who kind of saved her from the wilderness. I'm like, really? Still should have been Jubilee in that role. Yes. But whatever. So you just have all these means of all these characters. And I mean. And then when you finally bring the character like Psylocke, I mean, she was a bit part. Mm hmm. Now, I mean, you've unless you have a Psylocke film in the fucking pipeline, so you're trying to keep her completely vague, which I don't believe they do. And the character that she was working for, what's his name? Caliban. Yeah, I'm like, this guy, I don't think he was a bitch like this in the comics. Well, Caliban in the beginning was just a Morlock. And then he became one of the... Um... He was one of the original horsemen. He was one of the original horsemen. He With ended up Angel. becoming fucking huge and... In a beast of a fucking character. like he, he was war, right? I think so. I believe so. He was either war or the original death. No, because no, Angel was the Yeah, Archangel, death. Archangel was death. He could have... He wasn't Pestilence. Pestilence no. was a female. Yeah. So Famine? No. No, he couldn't have been that either. No, then he had to be war. But he was... I mean, when, when they remade him, he was a tragic, huge character. And uh, there's an issue where Shadowcat is in the sewers trying to find him with Sabretooth, who was like a prisoner of the X-Men. Wolverine was gone. They needed somebody that could track him. And you got the badassness of Shadowcat in there because Sabretooth, Sabretooth tries to run away and she phases through his forehead with her fist. And she's like, stop moving. You're going to stay where I am. He's like, and he says... You know, if you solidify, you're losing that hand. He's like, but at the same time, you solidify, I'm losing my brain. So, yeah, you got the one up on me right now. And he kind of uses her later on and um, phases through his own um, manacles that he has over his hands. And Caliban and Sabretooth go go, uh, toe-to-toe, yeah, because he had a mask on. Yeah, kind of the Hannibal Lecter style. And I was like, this was a great fucking comic book. It was drawn beautifully. Um, And you guys just missed the mark again to branch that into something more. For me, um, I'd say if I could change something, it'll be in the Spider-Man universe. I hated the constants. Like, I've always felt like Hobgoblin was always in the comics played second fiddle to Green, uh, Green Goblin. But in the cartoon series i thought hobgoblin maybe because it was voiced by um mark hamill mark hamill just completely took the role to a new level he was like the green goblin he had the maniacalness of green goblin but he was bloodthirsty like he was like almost more they almost created the joker for the spider-man series and I, the constant first, it was what Jason uh, Philip Masondale, then it was Roderick Kingsley, and I think it actually I think King, Roderick Kingsley is regarded, I believe, as the current and the true Hobgoblin. Yeah, I don't. 
Um, there's one point the Hobgoblin always kept the hood up and had like this big prosthetic right arm gauntlet that had spikes extending over it. And it was just this constant, oh, you think the villain's this guy? Well, he's not. Look who he is now. Stop doing all that. You know? I miss Demo Goblin. I think that was the best Goblin. Or Jack-O-Lantern. Because Jack-O-Lantern was... Jack-O-Lantern came back in the Agent Venom series with Flash Thompson. And he was bloodthirsty as fuck, would kill in a heartbeat. And I thought, I thought those two characters were really, really cool in terms of uh, presence that you really didn't get anywhere else. So it's unfortunate. I mean, I'm not a Spider-Man fan, so I can't. No, I the Spider-Man was always one of my favorite superheroes. Yeah. I love the black costume Spider-Man. I would, of course. Every time they, you know, like the whole Superior Spider-Man thing, they didn't need to do that. Did you, you ever play Spider-Man, um... Shattered, the, Shattered Dimensions? No. I know I need to. Yes, that... Because I... For me, not being a Spider-Man fan, that was a fucking fun game. Yeah, and that's all I've heard. And it also has one of my second favorite, or equally favorite, Spider-Man, Spider-Man 2099. Miguel O'Hara. Yeah, which, when the 2099 comics came out... Spider-Man 2099 was incredible. Incredible. I felt it kept the true spirit of Spider-Man, but it definitely made the character on a different entity on its own. It's something that I feel Miles Morales, to me, has never become. Play that game. If you could find it... Oh, I'm sure I can. I'll just go to like a disc replay or hell, I'll go to eBay. It's so worth it because to be able to play as those four different types of Spider-Man, because you have, you know, the... The yeah, regular Peter Parker, Peter Parker Spider-Man, Spider-Man which Marvel is 616. awesome to see. Spider-Man awesome. Noir. Spider-Man Noir, uh, black costume, and, and uh, 2099. And it was cool because each character had a different set of uh, powers to use. Yeah. So, like, Noir was all about uh, stealth, and, like, you know, the, the whole screen was basically black. And it was hard to figure out which one you wanted to play as most. Yeah. Because they were all a lot of fun to fucking pull that role in. Because, see, and that's where I feel like Spider-Man 29 succeeded where Ultimate Spider-Man Miles Morales did not. I really feel Miles Morales' rogues are shadows in comparison. But in Spider-Man 2099, the Vulture was a Vulture. Um, Venom 2099, the symbiote head lost a host, kind of lost its, what little grip of sanity it had. Uh, it had evolved because it had been in the sewers with waste. It now had caustic blood and saliva, and it was just straight killing. Pick that it, game up. Pick it up. If they ever have it on the PlayStation Network... Oh, I would jump on an art. Totally worth buying. Um, um, I don't know. Do you want to... We've been going for a little bit now. You want to try to just wrap it up then? Yeah, that's fine. I mean, I'm no, I have no problem with whatever frequency we decide to do these. I'm really surprised with the members of your podcast community actually saying on that one when I happened to call uh, that he they really enjoy them. I was I didn't really think anyone was listening to these. I think again, it, um, Nelson was saying that UTJH has gotten to a point where. Um, the he's he's worried about the topics. He's like, oh, you guys have a lot of topics that you bring, branch into, and 
to be honest, when it comes to a show like this, it is hard to just come off the cuff. We don't have any paperwork here, no... There's no script that we're going off of, nothing that, no bullet points that we want to make Except sure Except sometimes when I show up. Sometimes. I make notes for myself, because I feel like I want to be a contribute, like a positive contributing. Of course. I don't want to just sit there and be like, uh, so yeah. But, and of course we, we always appreciate that, but this is very much the, um, the other side of that. Yeah. There's no script here, no, no full-on topics that we're you know, thinking beforehand, okay, we got to discuss this. I, I mentioned Except that Wolverine comics. thing. Yeah, comics, video game culture, movies. I don't know about you, I kind of just sift through my memories and thoughts of, at the moment, relating yes. to those things. And these are conversations that we have all the time anyway. Yeah. So, it's good to kind of get that in the stratosphere so that we will always look back on this, listen to an episode and be like, man, you know, in 2016, here's where my mindset was in terms of comic books and movies and um, how my nostalgia value affected me in my current state and how it shaped how I feel about the movies, the video games, and the comic books that I read now. Yeah. So, Which isn't a lot, sadly. No. no. I, I, I mean, honestly find myself hunting through the old bins. Of course. Of course. I mean, we're... I think comic books, again, are a lot like music where they say once you hit a certain age, you're not that interested in new music. I think the same goes for comics in general. The comic, can I touch on this? The thing, the problem with that is, there's no standalone story arcs anymore. Everything is this grand story arc that's going to be. Yeah, we can we say minimum ten issues? Yeah, we were talking about that. Excuse me, last time. Um, I, that's with our the thing. Story like, arcs. I can't just pick up like Marvel Civil War two. I know it's going to be like, if they can keep it under five, I'll be so thankful. No, I think it's already been surpassed it. Oh, I know. And that's what I'm afraid of. And it's just almost why, as much as I, I'm a, I like the physical thing. I like books. I don't like e-readers. I like the comics. With comics being what they are today, they're more lending themselves to digital downloads because it's so fucking hard and to try to keep up. You're like, wait, what happened? You want to when talk did about this character do this? cost effectiveness. I mean, it's so hard to keep up with it. For the sheer cost of stuff. I mean... Not that we're not willing to give our money to a good product. Of course not. But comic books growing up were like a dollar. Yeah. Or the supersized issue at two fifty. Yeah. Now it's, what, two ninety nine is the base price? I would price. say no. I thought well, it was 3 and change. Well, DC said, said that they're not going past two ninety nine. Well, that's good on DC. I think that'll keep the market open to a lot of future fans. And yeah. that's like, you know, I understand you're going to have to create a product for these people. Just like the new Ghostbusters. I'll touch on that. That's... A product for Ghostbusters fans that may not be me. And I said, as much as I dislike it, as much as I would say I hate it, I hope it does well. I hope it brings more people onto the board. Because I want, you know, give me another... I enjoy Ghostbusters Extreme. Yes. Um, give me another Ghostbusters cartoon, if it, if, it be, if it is a cartoon show. Give me another movie. I heard that now they're going to do a sequel, obviously, to this all-female cast Ghostbusters, which is fine. Um, I've heard a lot of people tell me it is entertaining. Rodney said it was, uh, Kehoe said it was. Yes. And I took a jab at him for of that. Course. But, you know, but I did hear that they said they have another more traditional cast. I don't need an all-male cast. Yeah, it has nothing to do with us wanting guys. I didn't, my thing with that was I don't find Melissa McCarthy and Kristen Wiig funny. It's my personal taste. 
they've never made me really laugh. And who knows? They might surprise you. Maybe they will. And I, you, I would like to think that I'm at least a big enough person that I can say, I was wrong. I hope that there have been times that I've been like, I'm wrong. I was. I talked shit about uh, Man of Steel. We went and saw it in the theater. I was like, I was fucking wrong. That's how I feel about Suicide Squad. Like, I hope I'm wrong. I hope it ends up being a lot of fun. And I hope walk, I hope I walk away from saying, like... All I'm hearing right now movie. is the weak link is Will Smith. And I hate to say it, but I think Will Smith, you need to really examine what you're charging to be in things, or you need to examine that maybe the sunset of your career is upon you. He needs to realize that he doesn't need to be an action star anymore. Give yourself a little break. I don't mind the movies that he does, like Seven Pounds, uh, Pursuit of Happiness. Concussion? I didn't watch Concussion. I didn't watch it either. I'm just throwing it out there. I don't really see the point in that movie, but not every movie has to be an over-the-top blockbuster. And for you to forego Independence Day 2, which might have been... Your major career? And could have saved that movie, because I heard that movie wasn't any good. Yeah, I heard the same. That that hit and fizzled so fucking quick, it seems. It's unfortunate. Yeah. All right, well, uh, I guess that's it for us for tonight. Just a little um, a little time in our minds. So thank you, everyone, that that uh, is taking time to listen. Stay tuned for more on that Just Happened episodes. The rest of the You're Going to Get a Disease set with You're Going to Get a Disease, Something Gate, The Dots Drunks, The Vag Dialogues. Don't look at me, dude. I... You're going to get a disease. I think you Something need... gate, veg dialogue, dust drunks, and yeah, and you gauge. Um, check out all that good stuff. Uh, real quick, I know we usually don't do promotions on this, but I told a good friend of mine that I'd promote him um, because he is a tattoo artist. And I told him, hey, you know, you're, you're a Chicago-based tattoo artist. You want me to throw out any of your info just because? So he said... Um, the studio that he works at is Skin, Skin Abrasions, located at 1037 South Boulevard in Oak Park, Illinois, 60302. It's open seven days a week. Uh, the shop number is 708-660-9566. And his, he actually gave me his personal cell phone number to put out there. So it's 312-256-6291. Um, his portfolio is on Instagram under SpedMonster, S-P-E-D Monster 1. Or uh, just check him out on Facebook. His name is uh, Phil Crespo. So make sure if you are in the greater Chicagoland area and you want to get a tattoo, hit him up. He posts pictures of some of just his sketches, let alone the tattoos that he actually does. And they are so well done. Um, Very intricate. A lot of great line work. Very solid. So if you're looking for a new tattoo artist, make sure to hit them up. Okay? Uh, anything you want to promote? Just keep listening to UTJH personally. Not because it's my show or anything, but I just think it's a really good... Um, I will say a nod to a good video game podcast. Uh, a friend of mine has a podcast called The Sticks. Uh, they actually have a segment where they... Uh, it's called uh, My Gift to You. And they give a game to another person on their podcast to play. And because of my suggestion, they are going to sit around and record an episode while playing Superman 64. Oof. 
I apologize to you in advance for this idiot putting that out there for you. Um, yeah, it was a straight dick move. I'll admit it. One asshole. I couldn't believe the guy was actually able to... He actually owns it. I'm sure. He, I he mean, had it that day. He's like... If you're a nostalgia fan for video games, you'll pick up good and bad because you know... Just so you can say, wow, fuck, yeah, it's that yeah, bad. Yeah, like, that is a fucking bad game. Like, I, uh... Fuck, what was the game that... Like, the... The DC vs. Mortal Kombat, I picked it up knowing full well it was going to be a game that I wasn't that interested in. It was cheap, and I bought it. I played maybe like an hour and a half of it, and I'm like, I can't fucking stand this game. Oh, shout out to Techland te- uh, teasing they're working on Dying Light 2. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I still haven't even played Mirror's Edge 2. I was wondering if you... Now that I've played Dying Light, mm-hmm. I'm inclined to go back and play Mirror's Edge. You're welcome to borrow it. I have it, so... I know you do. Alright, well, signing off from the FTC, I'm Adam Flores. Dave Merkel. Thanks for hooking up with us, guys, and be safe out there, know what you're smoking, and have fun. Bye.